would you consider yourself to be an adaptable person, an adaptable business owner? When you're faced with challenges or changes in the industry or even maybe with technology, do you embrace them or do you hide and wish that they would go away? Could that be affecting your business? Let's talk about it. Welcome to Life Virtually, the podcast for online service providers who want to level up their business game and live their best virtual life. I'm Ellie, your host, coach, friend, and mentor. Join me as we explore the ins, the outs, the ups, and the downs of building a thriving online business, from tips and strategies to the latest industry trends. Let's do this. Oh my God, hey, (laughs) welcome back. I am so, so, so excited to be back here in this space with you. If you've been here before, welcome. Thank you for joining me again. You may have noticed some changes to the podcast already, and you'd be right. There have been lots of changes to both my business, this podcast, kind of starting a new chapter in my life, and we will delve into those. If this is your first time here, welcome, welcome, welcome. I am so excited that you have come here to join us. My name is Ellie Clotter, and I am an online business coach based in Ireland. I run two online businesses, and this podcast is our space where we come together. We talk about all things running a successful online business, but also the lives that we lead whilst doing so. Because let's face it, the reality is, is that our lives as online service providers, as online entrepreneurs are a little bit different to most. Yes, running a business like this is freeing, it's flexible, empowering, fulfilling, all that amazing stuff, but everything comes with its challenges and most of our challenges are different to other people's. I work with online service providers all over the world to help them start to grow, to evolve their businesses. And it's here on this podcast that I share my tips, insight, industry news, all of that fabulous stuff that will help you in your online service business. Now, at the start there, I asked you a question. Would you consider yourself to be an adaptable person, an adaptable business owner? Do you go with the times, make changes when you need to, or do you kind of shy away from them, just stay business as usual? Adaptability is an extremely important trait or characteristic for a self-employed person, for somebody who runs a business. In order for your business to not just survive, but for it to thrive, it is so, so important to be able to adapt, to keep your finger on the pulse, to see what's going on out there, to make the changes when you need to. And I have made some changes to my business in the last couple of months. And those are down to the fact that I recognised some things within our industry. I spoke to lots of different people. I had lots of different conversations that kind of opened my eyes and I adapted. One hot topic at the moment is AI tools, artificial intelligence tools. 
And there are kind of two different ways that online service providers are dealing with those at the moment. You have some who are embracing them, are thinking, okay, this might be a little scary (laughs) for me and my business, but I know that they will only enhance my business. And so I'm going to learn everything I can. I'm going to use them. I'm going to see how I can incorporate these tools into my business and how they can make my business better. And then there are others who are terrified, (laughs) thinking the robots are going to take over my job, that people will start using these tools instead of, you know, you to complete different tasks and different things for them. Which one are you? (laughs) Are you one of the OSPs out there who are embracing this new trend, hot topic and trying it out? Or are you just ignoring it and hoping that it goes away? I think this is one of the situations where it has to be embraced. Absolutely, most definitely. AI tools aren't going anywhere. I spoke to an online service provider recently who said to me that she is looking into these. She is learning as much as she can about AI tools. She did admit that it's a little bit scary in a way that what they can actually do is a little bit frightening. But I loved what she said about it. She said, they can never add the human touch that I can. And she's 100% correct. (laughs) Absolutely so right. And I know that it's scary when new things like this happen, when new technologies and things like this come out. It can make you think, will this affect my business? Will this affect my work? Will people need me anymore? They will. And I think this is one of the things where we need to move with the times. This is one of the things where we need to be adaptable. I actually used chat GPT the other day myself properly for the first time. I'm kind of delving into it and learning about it. And it actually helped me to complete something in probably less than half the time it would have if I hadn't used it. I was sending a how to um, do a certain thing to one of my mentees and it's something that I've done myself loads of times. I know the process inside out and so I just had to get it out on a piece of paper and well, a document and send this to her. This was a super busy day. I was sitting there looking at the black blank document and I didn't know where to start. Do you ever feel like that? You're just like, I know all of this information is in my head, but how... <laughs> Why can't I just transfer it to the paper? So I decided to try out chat GPT properly for the first time. I went into it and said, can you write me a how-to on X topic? And it did. And not only did it do it, it did it pretty well. It even related all to me in numbered bullet points, which was just really, really helpful. Now, I'm not saying that this tool is just a copy and paste job. I mean, it can be if you want it to be, but that's probably kind of lazy, (laughs) being real about it. It's probably kind of lazy. I did take what it did for me and I changed it up. There was bits in it that didn't need to be in there. I took those out. I added more detail in. I added in um, some extra steps that would have been helpful for my coachee. I changed the language because it was quite Americanized. There was a lot of Americanisms in it. But if I had sat there at that blank document thinking, where do I start? Why won't this come out of my head? It would have taken me twice as long to do this task. 
I know that people are using it for helping them start off blogs. People are using it for posts, for posting to social media for their business. I think it's definitely something to to try out, to adapt to. <laughs> Things like this can be very scary for an industry when they come out. and But it is so important for the success of your business to adapt, to embrace, to see how you can use these things. Just like how that online service provider said, when she said, it can't add the human touch, I can. That's exactly what happened in my experience using it. It gave it gave me a fantastic starting point, but it didn't have enough detail in certain places. I needed to change some of the language. I took some things out, but it was a great starting point. And I know it's a hot topic right now, but I do believe that AI tools aren't going anywhere. So I would definitely recommend that you have a look into them, learn more about them, maybe try them out, see how they can help your business. In business, we can have to be adaptable in lots of different ways. So that example is a change to the industry, essentially. It's a new technology that is going to impact our industry and so it's important for all of us to be aware of it and know what's happening and how we can best use it and I definitely will be using it more going forward in my own way but there are lots of different ways that we need to be adaptable in business and it's important to have your finger on the pulse, especially in your own small sector of what you do and to know what's going on out there. Leaving new technologies aside, it's important to be aware of what people are thinking, what people are saying within your sector of this industry. And so I mentioned that I made a change to my business. I adapted after having lots of conversations with people and coming to a realisation. So up until Christmas 2022, I called myself a virtual assistant coach, not an online business coach. And that was for lots of different reasons. I felt that I was ticking all the boxes with that title, that it really described what I did. But I've learned now through different conversations with people that I was not only doing myself and my business a disservice by calling myself that, I was doing all the people that I can help a disservice. So I want to ask you a question. What does the title virtual assistant mean to you? If I said to you a virtual assistant is, how would you finish that sentence? I'll let you know what it means to me. To me, a virtual assistant is a self-employed person who works with clients online, remotely, and they provide services. And these services could be technical, administrative, they could be creative. To me, it's an umbrella term, one that lots of different online service providers may fit under. I started out my online business career as a VA myself. So when I fully transitioned into coaching and mentoring, I thought that I had all bases covered with that title, I guess, virtual assistant coach. But I learned through all the conversations I had with people recently that there's actually quite a lot of confusion around the title virtual assistant. That that title means 
different things to different people. I've been working with, I've been coaching and mentoring people who started out calling themselves a virtual assistant and now they, it just doesn't resonate with them anymore. It doesn't feel like it accurately describes what they do, but they're confused. They're like, what do I call myself though? I'm not quite sure what to call myself. How how do I describe what I do? I've heard from people that business owners are confused, that they know that they need help, that they need assistance in their business and that they're looking for it. But then they see these different titles. They say VA, OBM, all of these different titles and they're thinking, what do they mean though? And unfortunately, I've also seen people putting virtual assistants down quite a bit, which I completely disagree with. (laughs) Over the past couple of months, I've seen at least two posts where other OSPs are trying to explain what the the different titles within our industry mean. Now, before I go any further into that, let's just say, when people are posting that type of thing, they're usually trying to big up the title that they use for themselves. They're usually trying to bolster that title for themselves. And that's why they're doing this post. But in each and every single one of them I saw, they were seriously putting a virtual assistant down, describing them as somebody who has to be instructed, that they can't take initiative, as somebody who can't help you with any type of strategy, as somebody who can't actually help you grow your business. And I'm just going to say right here, right now that I wholeheartedly (laughs) disagree with that. I completely, 100% disagree with that. I've been in this game for a while and let me tell you, I know lots of people who call themselves a virtual assistant that are extremely skilled, are extremely experienced and add tons and tons and tons of value to their clients' businesses. But that aside, essentially I discovered that there's confusion both inside and outside of the industry about what a virtual assistant is and what they do. So I threw this question out to my Instagram community the exact same way I just asked you. I said, if I asked you to finish this sentence, what would you say a virtual assistant is? And those responses varied. There were quite a few people who uh, were of the same school of thought as I am, who would describe it as somebody who works remotely and does various tasks and jobs. They also think that it's an umbrella term. But there were a few responses that surprised me, bearing in mind that everybody that replied to this sticker in my stories is works in this industry is an online service provider in some shape or form. One person said that they thought a virtual assistant is a virtual version of a personal assistant, maybe does some social media. Someone else said a virtual assistant is a person that helps with admin online. And I was I was surprised about this. I was surprised that there seems to be a confusion in the industry, but I also found it very interesting. And so when I took all of this on board, when I thought about all of this properly, I realized that I was doing not only me, not only my business a disservice, but the people that I can actually help out there, the online service providers that I can actually help a disservice too, because I wasn't accurately describing what I do as a coach and mentor. 
by solely going off of my own definition of what a virtual assistant is, I was leading people to believe that I couldn't help them, that I wasn't the right right coach and mentor for them. When the truth is, and actually always has been, is that if you if you are offering services online, if you run an online service business, whether you call yourself a VA, an OBM, a social media manager, it doesn't matter what you call yourself. I'm your girl. <laughs> and I always have been. You could be a copywriter. You could be doing web design. It doesn't matter. If you are offering these services online, I can help you start and grow your business. But through the conversations I had, I realized that I wasn't accurately portraying that. And that is why I have made the change. That is why I have adapted to what's being said out there, how people are feeling, what they're thinking. And that is why I now call myself an online business coach and mentor, because that way more accurately describes what I actually do and who I work with. And if I wasn't open to that adaptability, if I wasn't open to having those conversations, if I just said, well, no, this is what a virtual assistant is in my head and didn't listen to what other people had to say or what they thought, I would be doing myself and my business a disservice. And I will admit, there are a few more things that I need to change since I've done that changeover. The actual work that I do as a coach and mentor hasn't really changed that much at all because I've always been a coach and mentor to online service providers. I just wasn't portraying it that way. So the work itself hasn't really changed, but there are a couple of things I need to change that I'm going, oh, for example, I have a mini mind that is going on right now. I have amazing women have joined me for this. They are all at a stage in their businesses where they're fully booked and they're ready to grow further but we need to create some space first and then we're going to work on the ways that they are going to grow their businesses and evolve them so of course I came up with the name for this last year (laughs) and I called it the VIP VA mini mind and in the meantime I've had all these conversations I've adapted my business and so the name doesn't fit so much anymore Um, And these are just little things that happen in business, right? And it's fine for now. It's on. I'm working with the amazing women on it. And oh, it's, they're a dream to work with. They're such amazing action takers. And I am so proud of them and of the program so far. It's amazing. But next time when I run the next round, which will probably be later this year, it'll have a different name. (laughs) Because I wasn't accurately describing it you know I was going off of my definition and not what other people think the other thing then is and I'm struggling with this one the other thing then is my Instagram handle oh I'm struggling with this one so so bad so right now as I'm recording this episode it is ellie.va.coach okay I may or may not have changed it by the time that this is released may or may not because I'm really on the fence about it I know that I need to change it because it's not accurately describing what I do anymore but it's such an easy easy handle it's so easy to say follow me at ellie.va.coach 
I'm going to have to change it though. It's it's the next thing on the list. <laughs> it's the next thing on the list. But again, that's more about how important it is to be adaptable. Not only with new technologies and embracing those, but yeah, keeping your finger on the pulse, your ear to the ground in your sector, in your part of this industry and adapting accordingly or you could end up doing yourself a bit of a disservice. And whilst I do believe that there is a bit of confusion both inside and outside of the industry about the title virtual assistant, I just want to say that I don't think it's anything to be really worried about or anything like that. It's a growing pain teething I would say for our industry I think we're just evolving and at the end of the day I think it's more important how you put yourself out there rather than what you call yourself that you are communicating the transformation that you offer and that you're communicating your offers in the right way so I don't think that this confusion is anything to really worry about for anybody listening that calls themselves a virtual assistant I did mention that yeah, there was some more changes to the podcast. And this, I guess, is another type of adaptability. I told you there's been lots of changes around here. <laughs> lots of changes around here. And I am genuinely starting a new chapter in my life. I can't wait to tell you my good news. It's very important to be able to look at something that you created, even if it's something that you're really, really proud of, and think, how can I make this better. And that's exactly what I've done with this podcast. We are going to add more life to the virtually. And I'll admit that was actually always my intention. It was always my intention to have proper conversations, um, not just about running a successful online business, but also about the lives that we're leading whilst doing so. But that escaped me a little bit. It got away from me a little bit in season one and instead I ended up focusing on all the business side of things. And so I've adapted. I've made some changes and we are adding more life to the virtually. And so I do today really want to share something with you. Um, It's a bit of a roller coaster ride that I was on last year for a self-employed person. But first allow me to share my good news with you. I am buying my first home. Oh, I am so, 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 so excited about this. And I want to say that I'm not going to share too much about it right now. <laughs> I will just let you know that we are in the home buying process. I am just so scared that I'll jinx something if I say any more about it. So yes, I won't say any more about that part of it. But yes, we are so, so, so excited. But what I want to share with you is the roller coaster ride, the ups and downs there are as a self-employed person who is applying for a mortgage. This is something I wasn't prepared for properly. I've heard people say over the years that as a self-employed person, it's harder to get a mortgage, but I <laughs> I wasn't prepared for the ups and downs and I really want to talk about this because it's not talked about enough especially for something that most of us will do in our lifetime it's not talked about enough and so I want to share my experience with you so you can be prepared a lot more than I was anyway. The first thing to note when you are going 
forward for a mortgage as a self-employed person is that you have to be in business a certain number of years. Where I am based here in Ireland, it varies between bank to bank. Some say two years, some say three. So be aware of that and make sure to check it before you apply. Our journey on this started, I think it was last June. It was the start of last summer. And I was just on the cusp of my business birthday. It was just a month or so off. And so I was aware that I mightn't have been able to have been counted towards the mortgage at that time. I was aware of that. But myself and my husband decided to apply anyway. We had been living in the city for the past five years. And the real reason we were there was because of our pre-pandemic jobs. That's not where either of us are from. And as you know, I'd been working from home for the last couple of years anyway. And during the pandemic, we really learned that we wanted to be closer to our families. And so when my husband got a new job last year, he now also works from home, which is amazing. We're both home full time. The dogs are very, very happy. (laughs) I'm very, very happy. We decided it was time that we would apply for a mortgage and in the hopes of purchasing a home, our first home in my hometown. So when we went in, when we first applied, I was aware that I might have to wait until my business birthday to be counted towards the mortgage. But my husband said, look, you're in the cal- we're in the calendar year of it. Let's just do it. And I thought, look, at least we can see what he could borrow on his own. Let's just see what happens. You know, let's just see what happens. I was not ready for the gut punch that I was about to get. Oh my God, was I not ready. At that point, we discovered that we could borrow nothing. Nothing. And that was because of me, of course. We were told that we could borrow nothing at all. Because firstly, I wasn't in business long enough to, in their eyes, to be counted towards it. But also because... Of that, my husband couldn't borrow anything either because, oh my God, wait for it, because I was deemed as being dependent on him. Like, are you for real? All I could think was, do you not see me working my ass off over here? (laughs) Do you think I'm a kept woman? Like, I just, I, oh, it blew my mind. It blew my mind. And I will say that we were very lucky that the person we got on the phone was very, very nice because as you know, Many times, if you're talking to places like this, the people on the phone can be not the nicest in the world. But she was lovely and she did say, I understand that that's not the reality of the situation. Maybe wait until your next tax return. The fact that she was nice didn't help with how crap it felt, to be honest with you. We all know that when you're running a business like this, you know, not everybody understands and... uh, Quite a lot of times your own friends and family don't understand. They think it's not a real job, you know, all that stuff. But this was the first time that that I had come across my self-employment stopping me from moving forward in my life. And that wasn't easy. That really wasn't easy. From time to time, we all have the little idea of, oh, things would be easier if I got a job. And most of the time, we're not serious when we think that. I know I'm not, you know. It's probably just that I'm super busy and I'm a bit overwhelmed. (laughs) But this was the first time that I genuinely thought, should I just get a, a, a regular job? And it was only 
down to the fact that I knew that the bank would look at me differently. And it was a horrible feeling. And I'm not trying to put anybody off here because as I said before we started, got into this properly. There is good news. There was light at the end of the tunnel, but I just didn't know that at the time. But I can be a very determined bitch when I want to be. (laughs) And so I kept going. I thought, no, there's a reason I'm self-employed. I am proud of me, my business, my clients, both of my businesses. I'm proud of both of them. And I'm going to keep going. I can have it all. Once my business birthday passed, we said, let's get another application in. Let's go for it. Let's see if we can do it this time. And we got pre-approval. We got pre-approval. It was such a huge win. We were like, yes, okay. It really did matter waiting for that business birthday to pass. (laughs) It really did because now we knew we could get in there. Now, you know, it was still a process after that. When you're applying for a mortgage, obviously there are lots of different documents that you have to submit. For my husband, it was easier. He just needed to submit payslips. He had to get a salary certificate from his employer. Okay, uh, I had to ho- I had to submit a whole host of documents from the past couple of years. And this is another reason why you need an accountant. <laughs> Anytime anybody asks me about tax returns, anything really financial about business, my number one piece of advice is get yourself a good accountant because I do not know what I would do without mine. And this is just another situation where your accountant can help you. I told her that I was applying for a mortgage and she went, okay, amazing. You need this, 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 this and this. And straight after our call, she sent me over an email with all the documents that I needed to send them. She went into my file and pulled them all out for me and said, give them my phone number. Without her helping me like that, I probably would have been scrambling for a week or more, trying to find the documents, trying to figure out what they meant when they said, supply us with this. What do they mean by that? What can I supply? But I didn't have to do that. And the process was quicker because I have a really amazing accountant. So if you don't have one, you really should look into it. They are the experts. They are the ones that can seriously help you with all kinds of things. And this is just one. (laughs) This is just one. I don't know what I would have done without her. The ups and downs weren't finished yet, though. There are lots of different processes that you are stages that you go through in this process. And through two of the different stages, they reduced the amount that we could borrow twice. Both because of moi, yours truly. (laughs) Oh, my God. When you are self-employed, this sounds horrible, but it's true. The bank or any lending institution for that matter views you as a risk. You're risky in their eyes. That's just the way it is. And so the amount that we could borrow was brought down twice due to me being self-employed. Again, I'm not trying to put anybody off here. Remember, there's a happy ending to this to this story. <laughs> there is a really happy ending to it. At the time, that did that did bother me. Um I'll admit there was quite a few times throughout this process where where I was blaming myself. I was thinking, I'm holding us back. I'm holding myself and my husband back. You know, if I wasn't self-employed, if I had a regular job, this would be easier. But I'm so happy that I didn't give in because now I'm going to get it all. (laughs) And anyway, a lower mortgage, a smaller mortgage means lower repayments every month. So, hey, that's a win. As I said, it was tough. It wasn't the easiest 
thing to go through. It was harder, not harder than I expected, but more emotional than I expected, I suppose. There was lots and lots of ups and downs. Uh, most of them due to me being self-employed. Actually, all of them, I think. But we are now in the home buying process and I couldn't be happier. I couldn't be more excited. I've had a dream for the last few years that whenever I get my own forever home, that I want to set up my desk at a window and I want to have lavender growing outside that window. I don't know why. That's just a vision that I have in my head. And I'm going to get to make that happen this year, which is super, super exciting. When the time comes, I will share more over on my Instagram with you. And I'm really, really excited about that. I'm really excited to start designing an office and all that amazing stuff. So that was my experience with getting mortgage approved. We did get mortgage approved. There is a happy ending to it, but it's definitely not something that's talked about enough. I wasn't as prepared as I could have been. And I really wanted to share that with you because this could be something that you go to do in the future. And I don't want you to, I want you to be more prepared than I was, (laughs) really. Well, thank you for joining me for our first episode back in the season. What can we take away from this episode? Firstly, it's super important to be an adaptable business owner. Whether that comes to changes with technology, new technology arriving in, I'm urging you to go have a look into AI tools right now. (laughs) Go take a look at them. Or keeping a pulse, your ear to the ground on your sector of the industry into what people are thinking and saying and adapt to that. Or to even look at things you've already created and how you can make them better. Being adaptable is so important when it comes to not just the survival of your business. As we said, it's what's going to help you thrive in this industry, in business, in general. We can also take away that there is a bit of confusion right now, both inside and outside the industry, around the title virtual assistant, what it means and what BAs do. I don't think it's anything to be worried about, though. And that getting a mortgage isn't the easiest thing in the world for a self-employed person. Oh, it's a roller coaster ride, but it is possible. It is possible for us to have it all. For us to be able to run our own businesses, doing work we adore, feeling fulfilled, having the flexibility, and to buy our own homes. (laughs) It's possible. Next week, we are going to be joined by our very first guest of the season. I'm so excited for you to meet her. We are going to be talking about looking after yourself, your mental health. As someone who works and probably spends a lot of time online. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Life Virtually. I hope you found the information valuable and that you picked up some tips and tricks along the way. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never, ever miss an episode. And if you did enjoy this episode, please take a moment to leave a review. Your support means the absolute world to me and it helps others to find the podcast. If you're looking for more information on starting, growing or evolving your online service business, head over to ruluvirtual.com. There you'll find a variety of resources and services to help you take your business to the next level. Until next time.